Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Vimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And we will do a Labor Day program, okay? They, uh, we were given the option, do we want off or not? And Aaron and I said, absolutely not. We will be working today, and uh, we cannot imagine it any different way. Uh, excited to uh, be with you today. Excited to react to the Baylor-U-Albany game that was the other night. It was great to see some of you. Richard in Woodway, one of our longtime listeners, tremendous to see him. As we, uh, as I made my way, I infiltrated the Letterman's Lounge. Okay, only given access because my father lettered in the late '60s at Baylor and was able to visit with some good folks and see everybody in there, and a lot of great friends uh, and people from all decades of Baylor athletics were in there. It was a good win for the Bears. Um, I mean, you know, you you go into a game like that, you don't know what it'll be like. And that's about how it went is how you would hope it would go. You did get – you missed an extra point late. It would have made it 70-10. to 10. Quite honestly, Aaron, I prefer 69-10 because it doesn't – you don't look as like – that score doesn't look quite as offensive. I think when you score 70 on somebody – it just it, there's another level of sort of tackiness that comes with it. Now, I don't fault Dave Aranda for anything. Did I did I kind of raise my eyebrows when I saw drones go deep when it was like sixty three to ten or whatever? Yeah, I did. I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. But you know what? There are a lot of players getting in there, and a lot of players need work. And the Great Dane showed up. And it was their decision to come and pick up a check. And so they have to sort of deal with the consequences. So I I didn't feel too bad. I just, uh, when I saw drones fling that thing deep, I I did think, ooh, this is different. This is not what I remember from decades ago uh, in Baylor land. But you know what? Even Grant Taft, who was probably thought of as the – the greatest man in all of Baylor athletics history was accused once of uh, calling a fake pun against SMU when the Bears were up about 49 to 7. Now, I think perhaps Grant contests to this very day that uh, maybe the punter decided to do that on his own or something. I It was an automatic I call, I think. If, if, they, if the other team lined up in that position, you were supposed to automatically go to the fake punt. I think you're right. I think that was it. It does not really sound like Grant. If I don't, if I get that one wrong, Lane will 
contact me quickly and let me know. But I think you're totally right. I think he, I think there was a look, and that was what the punter was taught. I don't. It did not seem like Grant to be fake punting up forty nine to seven at SMU. Now, right around then was that game that JJ was hurt and his arm, his shoulder was in a sling, and I think the Bears either put him out there to hand the ball off or maybe. Gosh, that might have been Lamont Moore from Waxahachie or Steve Needham or somebody like that. They put one of their backups in, and Baylor destroyed SMU, like 38 nothing or something, uh, circa 1992, either nine, nah, probably 1990, either 90 or 91. They went to SMU, and um, they, did not, they did not throw a single pass the entire game. Eric, do you remember that? I mean, we were still in high school, probably. Do you remember Baylor doing that? Like, went to SMU and never threw a pass the entire game. They did not throw a single pass. I, th- I remember that happening. I thought it was Rice. No, it was against SMU. Yeah, no, that was that was against the poor old Mustangs. Of course, <laughs> the Mustangs were still trying to come out of the uh, death penalty which occurred in 1987, perhaps. And, uh, yeah, the death penalty hit, and uh, they were they were done. Uh, and so, yeah, they were still trying to climb out of that. It is our uh, Labor Day weekend extravaganza. And, you know, we've been at it all day. And I, I tell you, some of the high school action over the weekend – I was very excited about. Way to go, Conley. Way to do it. I'm sorry. I mean, La Vega, one of the state powerhouses in Conley. I mean, Aaron, you and I were talking about this earlier. What a what a game. What a result. And uh, at about 420 today, we'll talk to Chris Williams from KCEN Channel 10. Let's see what's on his mind. I saw him out there at the Baylor game the other night. He was working the Baylor game down there on the sideline, filming all sorts of stuff. And so Chris has been plugged in to all of it. And at 420 today, we'll have some of that. At 440, of course, we'll talk all of college football. And Aaron wants to go off. Aaron, I'll let you do a little bit of it right here. (laughs) We were monitoring closely UTSA Houston for a couple of reasons. We had had Jeff Trailer on from UTSA recently. Brent Ingram is the new football SID and, and overall the SIDs at Baylor. Great, great dude. We've been so excited to have Brent on board. And he came to us from UTSA. So, you know, I know he had at least one eye over there to see how that game was going. And it when it went to Aaron, what, triple OT? Mm-hmm. Not only what I had forgotten about, there's a new rule in college football where you get into like, Later in the deal, you don't even start from the 25. You, like, run play. Each team runs a play, what, Aaron, from, like, the two-yard line where you would go for two from or three-yard line, whatever it is. And we got into the third overtime, and the the UTSA, the Roadrunners, lined up. They're down 37-35, and they got one last chance. And, of course – that quarterback, I love that guy. Oh my gosh, is it um, is it Frank? Golly, I love that guy. I mean, he's just such a good quarterback. And of course, uh, 
Houston has a really good one. Clayton Toon has been around for years, T-O-O-N. And so he, he kept getting upended, and he, he got basically flipped into the end zone. And so they're up 37-35, and UTSA has a shot to tie it up and extend it into a fourth overtime. And then, Aaron, take it away. I mean, obviously, you want to put that kind of situation, you want to put it in the quarterback's hands. Now, I'm, at that point, focused on the Bears. The Bears and Albany had already started. But I'm still keeping one eye on what UTSA is doing, and obviously, it did not work out in the back of the end zone. Aaron, tell us why it did not work out. <laughs> because there's an obvious pass interference that didn't get called. And I and just so people know, I was rooting for Houston in this game, even though I hope UTSA does well. I like Coach Trailer, But uh, the defensive back face guarded. He had his arms around each of his side. He never turned around and looked for the ball and basically pushed him out of the back of the end zone on a fade pattern. And just the referees kind of looked at each other and – that ball game, I, I just, I'm not a big let him play when it gets near the end of the game guy. Yeah. If it's a pass interference, the first play of the game, it should be a pass interference, the last play of the game. And it was just, it was such a great game, and I hate that it ended on that, on a terrible non-call, which it was. It, it was obviously pass interference. Well, I, you know, I, I did not realize it until late Saturday night that it was because I had the sound down and we were trying to watch the end of it. Barfield and I were both trying to, and and they had some TVs up in the press box and we'd been monitoring things earlier. I, I thought a cool moment, Aaron, I thought you would like this. This is for the our true insiders as they listen today. I mean, you got to be a you got to be a devout. Matt Mosley show fan to be listening on Labor Day. And we do have several out there, and we, we're appreciative of it. But Sean Bell came walking by, and I was hanging out with Stephen Hawkins from the Associated Press, and we were watching some of the games. And BYU had started up against South Florida. And I, and I tell you, I thought it was a cool moment. Um, and I didn't even tweet about it. I thought, I could talk about this. I don't know if I'll tweet about it. But Sean asked me, like, how's Gary doing? And, I mean, this was literally five to six minutes before the Baylor kickoff. They'd been down there with the team. They were coming up through the press box to get in their position to coach the team from the press box, from that up high. Obviously, several of the coaches are uh, in the uh, upper press box, some of them on the sideline. And that's what was on his mind right before the game, is how's Gary, how'd Gary look early? Now, Gary was handing the ball off, and sadly, BYU just crushed South Florida. I, I think Gary ended up with like 17 for 34 for about 187 yards. May have thrown for one touchdown. And that's just a horrible way to open your, your new career at South Florida by having to play BYU. I mean, BYU is scary. I mean, they really are. That's top 25 team. There's no doubt about it. Bears have to go into Provo. Um, I, uh, I've, I've got this, uh, Aaron, I've got this decision to make this weekend. There's still an outside shot. I could just drop everything and, and get to Provo 
somehow Friday morning, all right, for Baylor-BYU. But there's a game in the Metroplex. The Lake Highlands Wildcats, where my, uh, where my uh, sainted wife went to, went to school, is playing for the first time in many years at District Bow Highland Park. And I just, I really want to be at that game. They're retiring Matthew Stafford's jersey. The Highland Park people have tried to lock out the Highland. They, they, they changed the website so that people couldn't get tickets. The uh, opposing fans couldn't get over to the visitor side. And so there's been a lot of subterfuge. Aaron, you like that word, subterfuge? I, that, I think that's... <laughs> I think that's close. It is. Um, there's been a lot of tomfoolery, we might call it. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, I mean, I know people out there, there's some people that are like, I understand Mosley's dilemma. Some people are like, how could you not go to Provo? It's, it's Baylor, BYU. Like, that's where you have to go. And I can't decide because both games seem extremely appealing to me. Last time Lake Highlands beat Highland Park, Aaron, 1989. Coach Mike Zafudo was in charge. Okay, so there's, there's a lot of history there. This, the two schools have only played 17 times. I believe the Wildcats have only won six of those. So that, I, I, I think that tells you, Aaron, how much I love high school football because I am very much on the fence about what to do in this case. So uh, we've got... Lots of Central Texas football. I I love some of the matchups. And, again, we're going to have Chris Williams on from Channel 10. Aaron, aren't you glad they let us work today? You and I lobbied for it, and we didn't know. Sometimes they say, hey, you're off, and you don't have any choice. And they gave us the choice to come on here and work on Labor Day. Aaron, are you happy that we were given that choice? Absolutely. There are no days off during football season. That's right. Boy, Aaron is just he is more focused than I've ever seen him. Now, Aaron, on the scoreboard show the other night, Aaron does scoreboard show with uh, Lark Smith, and, and uh, they do a really nice job on that program. That usually starts up about 10, 30, 11 o'clock on Friday nights, and that will, of course, after we run that Waco High School game. Boy, I, by the way, I got to the uh, our tailgate show, and I was milling around, visiting with people before we started. I'd like to get out there really early, you know, Aaron. And I was out there by about 1 or one fifteen, And people were so excited about Waco High and, uh, and, and what they did against W.T. White. In fact, one of those tailgates I stopped by, I met the starting center for, for Waco. And so Tom and, and uh, Coach Tucson, I just I love it when, they, uh, when there's some excitement around the program. And uh, I think I think Coach Held. I, I just think there's some good things going on locally, and uh, I'm 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 excited for uh, for Waco. So, uh, and it was exciting, Aaron. The uh, the center that I met for Waco, three year starter, three year starter, big dude. I mean, just kind of like a, I mean, you see this guy, Aaron, you go, yeah, he's a center. That guy's a center in high school. There was no doubt. And centers are kind of like the quarterback of the old line. And what I noticed is all the young folks at that at that particular tailgate were gathered around him, kind of like, hey, this is our leader, and we want to sit here and kind of learn from him. All right, Aaron, on the scoreboard show the other night, the Conley game I know got a lot of play and, and a lot of excitement. Uh, Conley-La Vega, just because of where they're located, 
and the 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 normal uh, rivalry, the built-in, uh, the proximity to that. Any other scores grab your attention the other night? Did anything, um, as you think back on the scoreboard show, what were people the most excited about? I think people in in Waco were really excited about Waco and University. They both went winless last year, so it had been almost two years since either program had had a win, and they both got wins on the same night. Um, and the university game, it was a low-scoring game at half, and then they end up scoring over 100 points total, and, and they end up beating uh, Fort Worth Eastern Hills 67-47. to 47, And Thank then you. Waco High gets the uh, win over WT White. It was, it was a great weekend for WISD after a really, really long season last year for both teams. You know, that, that Waco High uh, is a proud, proud high school. And I don't care if you go back to Lewis fight and, you know, the, the former great running back. Aaron, I think you spent a little of your high school time at Waco High before you went out to Robinson. And it just I, – I, I remember – I'm trying to think. Um, was it Charles Foster? Um there was, and then his younger brother was Delvin. I I coached him in uh, in Waco Boys and Girls Club basketball. We just call it the Boys Club, Brownfield Boys Club back in the day. But there was um, there were just some great great players back in the nineties. What Waco High School had was extremely special. And then with Ladanian over at University, University had some special times. You're going to go way back, of course, Walter. Um, and then you want to go back all the way to Richfield and all that kind of stuff, and you get back into the Alfred days. I mean, those are tremendous history with our with our uh, Waco ISD schools. And then, of course, Temple got it done the other day, and so I'm uh, I'm 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 excited about what our local teams are doing. Now let's uh, let's visit with a man who knows our local high schools. He knows Baylor. He is Channel 10's own Chris Williams. Let's talk to him next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Hurts in the gun for the Eagles coming left to right in the green shirts. Only heard here. Snap is back. Little read option. He keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. All season. Micah Parsons. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834. 800-366-2834. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? 
If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Florida State blocked an extra point attempt with no time left on the clock to beat LSU 24-23. Tonight, Clemson pays a visit to Georgia Tech. It was a winning weekend for major college football teams in Texas. Baylor topped Albany 69-10. Texas beat Louisiana Monroe 52-10. And AM shut out Sam Houston State 31-0. They each get a tougher opponent this week as Texas hosts Alabama. AM is at home against Appalachian State. And Baylor visits BYU. With yesterday's 5-2 setback, the Rangers lost all four games in Boston over the weekend. Texas is in Houston tonight to start a three-game series, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros beat the Angels 9-1 to run their season record to 86-48. That's the most wins by any team in the American League. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Matt Mosley's show on Labor Day. And a guy who just does not take days off. I mean, he is just not. I think Darby tried to give him the day off. Said, Chris, you've worked hard. Have Labor Day off. And he just said, no, I refuse. Okay, I've got to do Mosley. I've got to do some other things. (laughs) Chris Williams uh, joining us from Channel 10 as we speak. Chris, it was good to see you the other night. You and your buddy Lively from over at Channel 6, even though big-time competitors, also great friends. And it was just nice to, as I left the uh, the building the other night, to peek in there to where all the photographers and TV people are hanging out, and I could see some good work going on. Uh, it was great to have college football back, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's an understatement. That's It's like a holiday when it's back. And then – continuing yesterday that LSU FSU game I mean it was just 
it, it is great to have college football back, yes. All right, and by the way, the news today, and I'm sure you saw it, but as a TV guy, I think you have to kind of raise your eyebrows when you see something like this. Fox's big noon kickoff has decided to go to Austin, and they'll have the whole group there. Urban Meyer, Urban's back. Urban, you know, take a night off from his uh, his his uh, his bar there and be there for that <laughs> game. And then um, ESPN's College Game Day had already announced that they're going there for that game. Chris, this has never happened. Game day yeah. and then big noon kickoff at the same site. I guess people think. I mean, like, if I were uh, running a network, and there's probably a lot of reasons why that's not happening, but I would be like, hey, why don't we why don't we go out to some place we don't always go, like uh, uh, two ranked teams in Provo, Baylor and BYU going. Like, that would be a great time to do this. Both huge college football networks going right to Austin for Texas, Alabama. Chris, I mean, think about that. This is a the line on this game opened at like twenty one. Alabama's yeah. favored to beat Texas by twenty one in both college game day and Fox are going there. That tells you everything you need to know about the University of Texas. Yep, and it Alabama. tells you where the money is in college football, right? Um, but I think it makes more sense for Big Noon to be there because they have the game. Like it's odd for game day to go there and preview this game that they're not broadcasting and then ask their viewers to, you know, all right, we'll stick with us and watch a different game. Uh, I don't know. That That's what confused me is the, the decision to put game day somewhere that your competitor is broadcasting the game. Yeah, and, of course, boy, you, uh, Chris, are a CBS guy, and, and, and you all recently got the big news that you landed Big Ten. Big Ten, and so you know it was it was obviously huge news when the SEC, which had had been such a huge part of CBS's coverage, but you were able to pivot and land that Big Ten. So this is going to be interesting, Chris. I mean, give us a little perspective from you uh, and Darby being over there. Um, how do you does CBS immediately just go to becoming? I mean, obviously, they got the SEC for, what, another this season and then next season? Or, or does the, when, does the, uh, when does the Big Ten start on CBS? Uh, I believe, oh, I, I'm not sure when the Big Ten, I know SEC leaves, I think, in 24 was when they're going. Okay. Yeah, I think you start up in 2024 uh, yeah. with the uh, – with the with the uh, with with the Big Ten, but it, boy, that's got to be fascinating. I think from your perspective, and 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 being with one of these networks to go from where you're all in on SEC to where you're all in on Big Ten. I mean, in some ways, the entire network and all its affiliates have to kind of change their mindset to a certain extent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember I was talking to one of the. Uh, a guy with much higher up in the organization than I am when we lost SEC. And he was kind of like, what do you do when you don't have the Ferrari anymore? You can't really settle for, you know, the, the Mazda three, but I think big 10 is, is the next best thing, especially adding USC, not so much UCLA as as we saw over the weekend, but I think it is the next best thing. And I think, I mean, that's just what you got to do. You got to adjust. I'm hoping that CBS will make a play to, to get some big 12 in there as well. I think, 
Fox balancing Big 12 and Big 10 the last few years. I mean, those are my – I love watching those two conferences probably the most. So I, I've loved that deal, and I'd love if CBS could, could get into that too, get some of the, the Big 12 Texas teams in there. And then, you know, I, I like watching Big 10 football. I'm a defensive guy. <laughs> I think when I look at you, that's what I think of, defensive guy. Yeah, Smash yeah. mouth football. Now, you played some college football. I uh, was remind me, were you at, in the secondary or did you get over? I mean, what was your uh, what was your position when you played college football? I did. I I, uh, I came in as a cornerback when I was just a, a wee freshman and then I moved to safety for my latter years. And, and we uh, my final game I ever played was right down there at Crusader Stadium against UMHB. And uh, we only lost by 44. Mosley. it was a real <laughs> barn burner down there in Belton. <laughs> Oh, man, so every time you get assigned to go to Crusader football, it brings back some bad memories, even as much as I'm sure you've grown to appreciate Coach Fredenberg, Coach Harmon, the whole gang over there. That is that is interesting. Now, remind everybody the program that you played for. So I played for Chapman University out in Southern California, and uh, and so we had the auto bid, and and it was a tough memory with the score, but I'll tell you what, they roll out the red carpet. I remember, you know, we had the – police escort get into the game you walk in this beautiful stadium the stands are packed like it was atmosphere wise it was you know one of the best places you can end your career and I did I had an interception in the game and me and Pete Fredenberg have laughed about that a few times since so that that's my one claim I can't claim much else looking at the box score but I I did get that you know let's see if Ward White will will track down the call on that I'd like to play that someday you know, yeah, and, and, awesome. and make sure that Ward gave you proper credit. Can you? I could just see him uh, saying, "Well, number twenty-one with the interception." No, I know Ward. Oh. Ward gave you. He gave you full credit. And I just made that number up. What number were you? <laughs> I was number eight. We did have an offensive number eight. So if Ward accidentally said it was Caleb Durst instead of Chris Williams, I don't know if I'll ever forgive him. I don't know. <laughs> Chapman. Oh, I love it! I need to I need to do a deep dive into Chapman someday. We've been Dude, uh, that's a uh, Darby yeah. Brown is a Chapman grad as well, so a pretty good track record here in Central Texas. My gosh, you talk about um, that! That is a uh, hiring. You're talking about hiring your own Darby mm-hmm. and Chris William. You got to work at Chapman. I mean, I I would think me being a uh, Baylor graduate might put me in good stead at Channel Ten, but apparently I need to I needed to get a <laughs> degree out in out in california talking to chris williams from channel 10 now chris um y'all do a great job on uh, on friday nights and of course thursday night you had marlon and mart met and mart took care of business in that one mm-hmm. friday night i mean i you know you can't help but uh think about what conley did uh on uh on Friday evening, but is that is that kind of where you would start this thing? What are the what are the couple of games that really stood out to you over the weekend? Yeah, I mean that was the big one. I with Trey Wisner transferring out this off season, you wondered what that would do to Connolly, and I mean they haven't missed a beat. A, a thirty five thirty four win where you scored, you know, in the late minutes of the fourth quarter to take the lead against La Vega. I mean that is. Uh, that sends a pretty good signal. So I think that's definitely where you start. And then you look at, you know, Lorena bouncing back. Lorena West, that was the game I went to. And it was a great matchup, physical in the trenches. And for Lorena to come from behind and win that game, I think, was a good sign for them bouncing back after the China Spring loss and kind of finding their footing a little bit as they get going this season. 
And then, I mean, I don't know why it's foolish, but people were, were questioning Mark, you know, is Mark going to be okay? And then I think they, uh, they went out there and proved that they're going to be just fine again this year. They're young, but they are as big as they've ever been. And, and those guys can play. They don't look young when you watch them play out there. Yeah. Well, I, I like that. I, I give West a little grace because what did we have? And I guess it's finishing up today. This is a very big weekend in West. It's West mm-hmm. Fest, and uh, and I think that that can serve as a bit of a distraction. There's a lot going out there, a lot of polka dancing that occurs. Chris, have you been uh, have you been to West Fest yet? Since you've been in Central Texas. I have not been to West Fest yet because, uh, you know, with Baylor and the high school football, there, there's no yeah. time. But I am a big fan of polka, so I do think I would like it. Do you like German brews? <laughs> I like just about every brew, so I'm going to go with yes on that one. Yeah, oh, okay. But All right. My mom's going to kill me when she hears that I said that on uh, right. on the radio. Yeah. She doesn't um, like it so much. but I'm, I'm sorry to your mom right now. I'm, I regret yeah. <laughs> that she said something like that, but uh, – Boy, West, some of the great uh, the Czech backgrounds that we have out there, the German festivals, the uh, West Fest, some great stuff that goes on. And we have some radio stations that were out there involved in that, one of our country stations, in fact. So that's a, that's a neat deal. All right, uh, to the Baylor game, Chris Williams from Channel 10. You were out there the other night monitoring all of that. I, you know, I don't really, it's hard to quibble. With anything that happened, I mean, I was looking at all our buddy Travis Roeder's cut-ups. I mean, Travis, will, he loves to break down a, a mm-hmm. two-deep or quarters coverage. I mean, he's talking your language, Chris, when he does all that kind of stuff. He loses me on some of that. But now, did any um, – did any did it, what, what really stood out to you? I mean, I, I, we knew Baylor was going to win that going away, and they did. But I think what impressed Aranda the most was the attention – to detail, and his, as he said, there were some, quote, off-ramps during this game, meaning, you know, you're up 69 to whatever, or 63, it's pretty easy to, to not focus, and yet everybody seemed to stay focused all the way through that game, including Kyron Drones, the backup quarterback coming in there and uh, completing some passes downfield. What impressed you the most in, uh, in that big win for the Bears the other day? Well, uh, well, I think, I mean, Monterey Baldwin, Shoemaker grad playing there. I mean, he, how fast is that kid? He had the 47-yard touchdown on the opening drive, the 50-yard touchdown run where he just blew by everyone. He's tiny, but, I mean, that is some serious speed that he has going on. So, obviously, Monterey. And then something else that, you know, I didn't know how conscious it was till after the game, but it, it, it's like you said with the focus. Um, Dave told us after the game that at halftime they said we want to come out and establish the run and, that's not necessarily the funnest thing you want to do, especially if you're Kyron Drones. You want to go out there and sling it, which he did do some of. But they came out. They stuck to the game plan. They they stayed focused. They stayed in till the end. And and they did what you have to do in a game like that, Matt. I mean, it's if it was any closer, there'd be cause for concern. Everyone tries to wipe it off. But you do what you have to do when you're playing a team like Albany, and they did it. And, and Aranda said he feels good heading to BYU now. Well, I hope so. I mean, that is going to be a tough environment. And when the Baptist and Mormons get together, and Chris, some (laughs) historical perspective for you, and I'm sure you've already looked this up, but back in the day, um, back in the 80s, 
when uh, Steve Young was there. Bears beat them 46-40. And then Baylor turns around and goes up there. That probably would have been Robbie Bosco as their quarterback. Um, you remember, uh, and, and, and then they killed Baylor the next year. Do you mm-hmm. um, you remember how, like, Miami, starting with Jim Kelly, and then, of course, Testaverde, Gino Toretta, Steve Walsh, had that run of quarterbacks? Well, BYU had the same thing. I mean, BYU, oh, yeah. starting with, oh, let's go back before even Steve Young. I mean, this is before your birth, of course. But, I mean, Gifford Nilsson, I think, was – was one of the quarterbacks, and then Jim McMahon yep. and Steve <laughs> Young and, and and then Bosco and then Ty Detmer. I mean, it just went on and on and on. So uh, how excited are you for this uh, for this matchup against uh, against the Cougars? I mean, uh, Mosley, I'm not sure if you remember. I, I went to high school in Utah. I, I spent 10 years there before I – uh, went away for college. I, I grew up going to BYU football and lacrosse camp every wow. year. I spent many Saturday nights at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, seeing the the whiteout crowd with the the mountain in the background. So, yeah, I mean, I've had this one circled for over a year now. Just excited to get back and and cover a game in that environment, and then for both teams to be ranked and and playing good football like that's doesn't get much better than that. Wow the the connection. That's right. You're your Utah upbringing, and that'll take you back to the mountains. I fear we'll never get you back if we send you there. <laughs> and, um, you know, you you are no stranger to Cougars, okay? They fit after you for a while. But, uh, Chris, uh, it's always fun to be with you, and uh, it's fun to see you and Matt the other night. Have a great trip. When do you, when do you take off? So Darby and I will fly out Saturday morning and uh, – because it's a late game, we're able to get there, and and all my my parents, all my cousins, they're all going to be at the game. But Matt, I was going to ask you if you're going to be there. I'm I probably shouldn't say this too loud. It's in the office, but I'm bringing the golf clubs. I'm going to try to hit one of those mountain courses with some buddies. So oh. if you're going to be there. Maybe maybe throw the clubs in the in the baggage section. We can get 18 in. Boy, I would love to do that. And I am. Uh... You know, some people don't know if the Baptists and Mormons align that well. I do. I'm a Baptist who just gets along tremendously well with the Mormons, LDS folks. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to do it. But I also have a huge conflict, big high school matchup on Friday night. So I'm trying to think through it as we speak. But have a great time. Uh, I love that atmosphere. I, you know, I think this has the making the makings of a tremendous rivalry. And by the way, mm-hmm. you and uh, by Darby, by just blowing out the budget for Channel Ten, I'm proud of her on that. <laughs> but um, make sure, but people will want to kind of hear your personal ties to that region. So don't be afraid to lean in. Sometimes in the media, um, we don't want to make the story about ourselves. Now I've I've never had trouble with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but 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 that would be fun. I would watch a report you kind of reflecting on your BYU ties and Salt Lake City Provo ties. So keep that in mind, okay? There's my there's yeah. my TV tip for the week. I uh, I have a few kids I played Little League football with that played at BYU, so I'm going to hit some of them up, see if they'll be at the game. Maybe they'll uh, come on camera and give a little perspective from the, the BYU standpoint. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is that is really – Nice. Just don't try to convert anybody. I got sent to Vegas one time on a 
on like some, some kind of mission trip, and I was like out trying to witness to people, okay? Uh, it's, <laughs> it never goes well when they know your religion better than you do. <laughs> that, that, doesn't, that doesn't help anything. All right, Chris, be good. All right, thanks for having me, Matt. Yep, you bet. Chris Williams, there he is, Channel 10. Does a nice job, and uh, always good on a Labor Day, Aaron, to get into some old mission trip stories and that kind of thing. Um, are you listening to us? If you're out there on a holiday and you're around the pool, you're grilling, let us hear from you. I'll, I'll say your name today. I'll, I, it Really, today, there are no rules. Anything you say, um, I'll say on air, 254-662-1660. That's 254 662-1660, and of course, that is the CNC Collision Center text line. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. We continue on. Campus Confidential is next. Recently on Game Time, we welcome into the program Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. If you want to talk about an actual existential threat to Texas high school football, the official shortage is one of those things. I mean, this is something that, you know, look, I don't know if anybody's out there is is out there going to the game dressed as a referee, wearing the referee jersey with the referee pom-poms, but we need them. Got to have them out there. They're they're absolutely essential. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one EasyGo golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of EasyGo and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. 
only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Florida State blocked an extra point attempt with no time left on the clock to beat LSU 24-23. Tonight, Clemson pays a visit to Georgia Tech. It was a winning weekend for major college football teams in Texas. Baylor topped Albany 69-10. Texas beat Louisiana Monroe 52-10. And AM shut out Sam Houston State 31-0. They each get a tougher opponent this week as Texas hosts Alabama. AM is at home against Appalachian State. And Baylor visits BYU. With yesterday's 5-2 setback, the Rangers lost all four games in Boston over the weekend. Texas is in Houston tonight to start a three-game series. And you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros beat the Angels 9-1 to run their season record to 86-48. That's the most wins by any team in the American League. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, we really uh, always look forward to this. Lots going on. Of course, we're coming off a busy first full slate of games on a Saturday in college football. And, of course, big game coming up in Austin. Aaron has um, a lot of different directions he can go in this episode of uh, Campus Confidential. What do you got, Aaron? We will start with... uh the weekly awards from the Big 12 Conference, no Baylor players receiving any. The Offensive Player of the Week was Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders. Defense was Kansas defensive end Lonnie Phelps Jr. Special teams, Darius Davis of TCU. And Newcomer of the Week was C.J. Donaldson from West Virginia. I thought there would be a beer in at least one of those awards. I was especially thinking who, special teams, but who'd you, who? Where was the defensive player from? Did you Kansas, say? Kansas. Lonnie Phelps Jr. Their defensive end. I think it's so rare that they win. You know, early in the season, it's kind of like, well, we'll have all year to give it to Baylor. And quite honestly, the Bears were playing all, you know, Albany, you Albany. So I, I, I think I'm okay with that. I. Uh, I do think if I were thinking about a special teams player, and again, I, I might find out that the guy you mentioned had some kind of great week, but I would have been thinking about Gavin Holmes. Um, yeah. And uh, that punt return was electric, uh, great, just great feel for things. And then later in the game, Aaron, we saw uh, Jordan Neighbors, the kid from Rockwell Heath, uh, who is a true freshman, was a great player in high school. And I, I kind of had fun watching him. He had one really, really good return. He had one that probably netted about five yards, but it went all over the field and was fun to watch. But 
our man, our man uh, Gavin, hey, amazing story. And I, I loved what uh, Coach Aranda had to say about him. I mean, just a tremendous story of perseverance. Guy who's had all kinds of knee issues and surgeries, and he's missed. I mean, I bet this is his sixth year, his fifth or sixth year. He's been around a long time. And he's just missed so much time because of injury, and yet he's remained this unbelievable leader, and he's had a great attitude, and that's why he's one of the single-digit guys, number six. And uh, for him to take one all the way back was so cool, or uh, to use an Aranda phrase, way cool. (laughs) Yeah, I was... I was talking to a friend about that. Um, it's a very California thing. I, I like it. I dig it. I really do. Um, it was Super T- cool. Way T- cool. T- way cool, yeah. TCU wide receiver Darius Davis, uh, who was named special teams player of the, of the week, had a 60-yard punt return touchdown against Colorado. It was the lone score for TCU in the first half. So he also had one. But, yeah, yeah. I was uh, obviously rooting for someone else. Uh, Texas Tech starting quarterback Tyler Shuck will miss at least two games and likely longer because of a left shoulder injury suffered in Saturday's season opener against Murray State. Shuck, who missed the final nine games of 2021 with a broken collarbone, will sit out this week against Houston and next week against NC State. Red Raiders coach Joey McGuire said he will be evaluated further on Wednesday. Well, I hate it for him. Pretty good player. They're a little snake bit at that position. I mean, they. Alan Bowman was a pretty good quarterback. He may be at, I think, Oregon or somewhere now. I forget where he went off to. But he couldn't stay healthy. Now, Shuck, the guy they ended up with that finished that game for them, Aaron, his first name's Tyler. I think it is it. I want to call everybody Tyler Smith because that's the guy who plays for the Cowboys. I feel like it's Tyler or something. Tyler. Anyway, he. He's good. I, I like him. He's not he's not as accomplished or a, a pure passer like uh, what, what you get with uh, Shuck, but he's kind of a winner. He, he's just a he, he's he's got he's got some athleticism to him, and I, he almost knocked off Baylor last year in a game, and I, he finished the season for Tech. So I I would say that Texas Tech fans. Should not, I mean, as, as sad as they might be about Shuck, the guy they've ended up with at, at uh, quarterback is is pretty good. I mean, it, he's pretty solid, so I, I'm okay with him. Yeah, Donovan Smith went Donovan, 14, Donovan Smith. Okay. 14 to 16 for 221 at four touchdowns after Shuck left the game. And then third stringer uh, Baron Morton came in and had 97 yards, a touchdown, and an interception on 10 attempts. 10 attempts. Late in the game, Shuck uh, transferred to Texas Tech in February of 2021 from Oregon, where he had been the Duck starter in 2020. Did you hear about Quentin Ewers' day after the game ended on Saturday? (laughs) Yeah, I did hear about it. Let everybody know the Ballyhooed... (laughs) New quarterback, University of Texas, about to take on Alabama. He he got out 
to leave the game, and something was missing, wasn't it? His car, yeah. Quentin, Quentin Ewers, who went 16 to 24 for 225 yards and two touchdowns in leading Texas to a 52 to 10 win in their season opener, got through with the game and went out to find his burnt orange Aston Martin had been towed. He tweeted out, how'd I get towed during the game with a laughing emoji? And uh, another thing I thought was funny, someone asked B. John Robinson about his car during the game, and he said, I Uber. <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty great answer. But He uh, said what? I Uber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see that B. John had said, you know, I get a ride. Yeah, yeah, game. I get, I get, I get, yeah. Dro- I get dropped off was his, his exact tweet, I believe. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that, and um, and I would say, you know, if you drive, I mean, I understand as the quarterback of the Longhorns, if you drive an Astro Martin, it might be kind of fun to show up in your car. What I would be interested to know is, was he truly in the correct spot for a player, or did he, did he actually park in a place he's not allowed to park? I mean, you know, we got some friends that are in the uh, – you know that are that are partners of ours here on the radio station, that are in the uh, that that you know, the record service, and they generally do a great job. So it's not like they're you know trying to take people that are in the wrong you know in the right places. So I would be interested to see. <clears throat> I did see one of our buddies Brian Davis, who writes for the Austin American Statesman, had some quote that said basically. You know, University of Texas parking undefeated. <laughs> so apparently, man, they they do not miss. Okay, there's some places where you think you can kind of get away with parking in a a weird lot or whatever. I don't think they did. Oh, Aaron, this made me think of one other thing I was going to mention to you. I heard from our the COO, uh, Chief Operating Officer at CNB Central National Bank, is our presenting sponsor. And he jumped on a one of those city buses over there, uh, uh, shuttles that take people to games. You can mm-hmm. ride a, a free shuttle over. And, boy, C&B, I stopped by their tailgate, uh, Aaron. They had Hellberg Barbecue. Oh, man, it was so good. Hey, if Hellberg, if you're listening, Mr. and Mrs. Hellberg, they reached out to me recently, Aaron. Hey, let's do business. What, what, did, what did the uh, – what did Brett Yormark say, the Big 12 commissioner, Aaron? <laughs> He's open. We're open for business here at Eminem Broadcasting. They reached out to me, and I don't know if I did a great job of getting back to them. I'd love to have your business, okay? I love your barbecue. But the reason I brought this up, Aaron, Bonville gets on the shuttle, and guess what show they're playing for all the the people riding over to the game. You think they're playing the internet shows? No. <laughs> the Mosley Show. They were playing the best of on the Saturday as people arrived for a 6 o'clock game. Oh, that's great. All right? I'm just going to say City of Waco knows what it's doing. And the city buses had somehow recorded our show, and they were playing the Matt Mosley Show as people were riding the shuttle over. All right? That's good. Okay? I mean, we can't get on the CW, but we can get on a city bus. <laughs> Speaking, and uh, one more before we get to the break, uh, speaking of the University of Texas, both 
ESPN Game Day and Kyle and uh, Fox's Big Noon Kickoff will be in Austin for the Alabama-Texas game. And I just think that's kind of overkill. That's a lot of media coverage for what's more than likely going to be a 56-14 game. <laughs> I don't know if that's totally fair. I think the horns may hang around. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of upside here for Texas. Because they get to host the number one team in the country. They get to bring the great Saban in. And honestly, if they keep it close, if this game ends up like 42-28, I think people feel good about Texas in, in kind of what, what direction Texas is going in. So now if it's 65-10, to 10, yeah, it's going to be an embarrassment. But for the most part, I think Texas is in a pretty good spot here. But, Aaron, you're right. I mean, Fox is kind of like, hey, guys, uh, show's on our air. This is our big game. By the way, how did they they're, – they're all tied into the Big Ten. How are they – how does Fox – I don't understand how Fox has the this game. You were telling me Fox, this game's on Fox at noon. Like, no, I, I know Fox because, Big Noon is going to be there. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I thought you said it was an 11 a.m. It is an 11 a.m. kickoff. I yeah. did see that. Now, Fox does have an affiliation with the Big 12. I mean, they were there for Oklahoma-Baylor. So I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. I'm just saying generally Fox wants to do like these Big Ten games. They're hugely tied into the Big Ten. So – you know, but Fox yeah, it is, is also tied. Yeah, it's Fox's okay. big noon so, game. So I'm sorry I made you doubt yourself for a second, uh, <laughs> but you you had it right. The big noon kickoff is very understandably at this game because they they have the game on. But as only ESPN could do, ESPN Game Day declared first. Hey, we're coming into town. We're going to do our thing. Now this is a weird deal. Now, this is a big enough game where people will be hanging out at both sides. But let's be honest. Okay, no offense to the Fox people, but game day is a much bigger thing because it's been, it's been going on for so much longer, and having college game day is a bigger deal than having the, the uh, big game kickoff or whatever we call it, the noon kickoff show. All right, now who am I on with tonight, Aaron? I'm doing a hit with Colin Cowherd. So Fox is honestly number one in my heart. But the college game day show is a bigger deal. The fact that both of them would go to the same place is strange. And quite honestly, Provo would have been a good spot for a college game day to go to. Who do I blame for this? I blame ESPN because this game is not on its air, and yet it's decided to crash the party. Why is it doing so? Well, because... Texas and Alabama will both soon be in the big the uh, SEC together and ESPN's you know losing its connection to the Big 10. So it it really really needs to attach itself to the SEC at all times just so you kind of know the rest of the story. Aaron, do you know where the rest of the story came from? You know where I that, do. I where, grew up listening to Paul Harvey. Ah, uh, and and let me see if I could do it in his voice. The rest of the story. 
How you like that? Is that good? Needs a little work. Oh, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, um, yeah, the 5 o'clock hour is coming close. In fact, I've, it's already started. All right, usually Aaron and I like to stay exactly on time because we like to please our boss man. But it is a holiday, and we realize a lot of people are traveling. A lot of people are off. Most people, in fact, in Waco are off today. If you're working like us, text us, and we'll give you a shout-out, 254-662-1660. If you're working today and you're listening to us from work or you got to work a late shift, Text us, 254-662-1660, and we'll give you a shout-out. That's the CNC Collision Center text line. Next, we'll hear what Dave Aranda had to say at the uh, at the uh, uh, his weekly news conference today. That's next. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Something Dak Prescott told tight end Dalton Schultz last week bodes well for the season. Dalton shares what was said right after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Having the day off for Labor Day doesn't apply to the Cowboys who are preparing for the Bucks coming to town this weekend for Sunday night football. Tight end Dalton Schultz knows fans are concerned about a revamped passing game, but he loves what he's seen from the young receivers and tight ends and especially loves the accuracy he's seen from Dak Prescott. He told me the other day he feels like he hit a penny out of the air. He's got so much confidence coming into this year. There's a lot more comfort, obviously, with another year and a lot of trust between us. I mean, you can feel the energy, man. Guys are excited. Guys are chomping the bit. We can't wait to get out there. Later today, we'll know more on whether or not veteran free agent Jason Peters will be added to the roster. But even if he's signed with six days to go till the opener, rookie Tyler Smith will get the first team practice reps at left tackle. With the Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Pimfo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFimfo.com. That's CampFimfo.com. 
Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Well, I tell you, we are uh, so appreciative of everybody on this Labor Day weekend. Uh, a lot of our partners, Central National Bank, this is a banker's holiday. Uh, but, uh, boy, they are always working hard out there. We appreciate them. Appreciate Alan Samuels. Boy, Ted Teague, great friend of mine. Uh, the GM out there, and they just are always working. They, I mean, they construction messes with the the frontage road there and everything, and yet um, Ted just keeps getting it done. And we appreciate him so much. Appreciate Alan Samuels. Appreciate what uh, <coughs> what Derek Scott has done uh, with us recently out there at uh, at uh, Jim Turner Chevy. Uh, Chevy. So uh, I want to say this. A few Saturday opening uh, lines are out there. And, Aaron, the one of note, uh, er, and this was uh, from yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to say anything until today. BYU opens as a three-point favorite. And then Bama opened as a 20-point favorite uh, on the road against the Longhorns. The only other one that I think would really capture your attention, Texas Tech uh, is hosting Houston, the Cougars. And Texas Tech is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, that one interests me. And the Aggies are a 16-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Appalachian State, which uh, was involved in just an absolute shootout. Came up on the short end of that, but I would be scared to death of Appalachian State. In fact, uh, if I had to bet that game, I would bet on Appalachian State to cover that one. All right, today is Labor Day. But that did not stop the Baylor Bears from meeting and having their weekly news conference. Tom Barfield's on the scene. <coughs> and tomorrow at 8 o'clock a.m., 8 a.m., uh, he'll have his one-on-one with, uh, with Dave Aranda, okay? And then we may play a little bit of that uh, tomorrow afternoon. But uh, good of Tom to, to be in position to get that thing done today. And so we'll hear that at 8 tomorrow morning on Game Time with Ward and uh, – uh, Ryan and Tom. All right, we want to let you hear, though, 
uh, some of the weekly news conference that took place today over there on campus. And this is Dave Aranda looking back now that he's watched the film of the 69-10 victory over Albany, And then, of course, looking ahead to this big-time game in Provo against the Cougars of BYU. It's good to see you guys. Feel good going into this week. You know, I think way proud of the team for their effort and their focus and their energy for last week. I think so much of it is trying to get out of our own way, you know, and really reveal, um, you know, who we are and what we're all about and all of it. And, and I thought for so many guys' first game, so many guys played and um, so many guys in new roles, you know, leadership roles. And there's always the the uh, anxiety or the, um, the, the view of, like, I need to make every play. I, um, I have these accolades. I need to do this. I need to do that. And didn't, didn't see any of that. Saw young guys that stepped on the field for the first time and, and uh, felt like they belonged there. And so uh, I credit uh, the team. I credit the coaches for a lot of that. I think those are the, you know, we talk about the task within the task. And I think, you know, the first game of the year, they're, you know, the task within the task, you know, what we're doing when we're really doing what we're doing is um, to tr- play green. And so um, it only gets harder from here. And so what a great opportunity um, with this next game versus B- versus BYU. And, um, you know, Kalani and his team are, are playing at a high level, so excited for that. I think an opportunity for us, again, to show uh, what we're about take any questions you guys got. Dave, you, you mentioned um, BYU. What specifically impressed you about them? They, they looked so good in that first game. Uh, they're a veteran group. They've got, I want to say there's eight guys back on either side of the ball. And then, you know, just they're um, a lot of experience on top of just that as well. So, you know, they've been playing for a while. Um, and there's a great physicality about them. I think their size and their physicality really stands out. And, um, you know, they, they play a, um, 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 a real physical kind of old school type of game. And it's, it's cool to see from the outside. You know, it's another thing to be lined up against it. And so we're, we're, we're definitely um, going to be challenged at the largest scrimmage. How about Jerry Hall, just kind of what he brings? Um, great play-action pass thrower. Um, I think he can he can move in the pocket and create things if things aren't there. He's going to be one of the better quarterbacks we play all year. Um, and, um, you know, it, the film is impressive in terms of uh, the decisions he makes, the, um, the throws that he's able to complete. And really, the you know the the throws that he do, that he doesn't take, you know, he doesn't uh, he doesn't put the team at risk. And so, uh, you know, he from where we he was he was good last year. He's better now. Dave, uh, when Blake starts scrambling, sometimes do you ever like hold your breath? You know, just uh, and do you have to sort of balance like 
trying to bring him in or just letting him be himself because obviously he can make big plays like the touchdown run. Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's times where, I mean, we would all want him to slide. You know, we so every Tuesday we have a drill of the day and um, every position coach will start with that drill of the day. And here's the drill and here's how it um, – you know, here's how it shows up in, in, in the game. And I think it's important to do that. And it ties, you know, um, it ties the individual work to, um, to, uh, you know, to games. And so it's not lost that it's all scheme or, you know, this design or this adjustment or this check, that it's all much more foundational and much more, um, much more created and run by players, you know, than coaches. And and so, anyways, one of the the drill of the day, I think, it was a week ago. We for the quarterbacks, it was you know sliding. <laughs> so we probably need another one. So we'll we'll double it up. Hey, you talked about the number of players that played mm-hmm. running back and receiver. Did you see specific guys emerge there, or will it take maybe a couple more games? No, it was it was good to see. I think um, we, you know, th- I think that's ongoing, and so I think it's 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 uh, yes and to answer your question. You know, I think um, you know Monterey role his role is bigger now, and so uh, for him to kind of uh, take hold of that right away and run with it is cool to see. I think Hal and um, you know that the position he's playing right now is a uh, was a big one coming from last year, and and for him to make his own uh, mark on it pretty early is cool to see. And then I thought Seth did a lot of good things, blocking and and uh, a lot of little things that um, that I, he's really worked hard on in fall camp. And to see the transformation with Seth, just way cool. And I think he's he's emerging, and so uh, it's good to see. And then you know to have Jalen catch that ball at the end was really neat. I think he's one. It's always fighting something, some type of uh, you know um, ankle injury or knee injury, and to be able to get him running like that, it's good for the future. Dave, you coached a game in Provo back in 2012. What do you yeah. remember about the atmosphere at Lavelle Edwards, and why is it such a hard place to play? Well, I, they're they're great at welcoming you at the beginning of the game, and um, just a really f- kind of friendly fan base. And, and then once you get in, I mean, it, it's packed and it gets loud and. You know, I think especially now that the games are later in the evening, I mean, that's a whole thing as well, just uh, in your hotel uh, looking at your uh, looking at the clock, you know. And so I think it, there is a home field advantage there. I mean, that's a storm that we have to run into. And we've been we've been um, talking about that and preparing for that. And so we'll see. They've kind of in that same vein, the first big road test last year at Oklahoma State, you saw a lot of the newer guys blink. Mm-hmm. How do you then prepare for the hostile environment on Saturday? From the very beginning, yeah, from January all the way on. Just every obstacle that's hard, everything that's not um, not easy, everything that's not, you know, um, that's not comfort, right, saying yes to those things. Do you think Christian Morgan will be ready to play this Saturday? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I've not heard anything different than that. That's our expectation. For you guys to go five and one last year in ranked games, how do you prepare coming in against a really tough opponent? And is it realistic that you'll have that kind of record this year against a ranked opponent? 
No, I appreciate the question. We don't really look at the opponent that way, and so so much, it's all really just what we're doing. And I have to imagine that probably sounds, um, you know, um, old hat to you guys, but I think, you know, especially like so we talked about t- today about narrowing the focus, up in the quality, and increasing the speed. And I think those are the things that, that can travel and can play when, um, you know, it's third down there and you can't hear anything. And, um, you know, they're aligned in a look that maybe we ain't seen yet. And we have to execute. It's got to be our best versus their best. And so to narrow the focus is the control and which the things that you can control. And, um, you know, I anticipate this week just the outside noise will probably get more and more more people with more opinions and i think a lot of it for a fan is it's good and um you know i appreciate all that but i think from the inside out you know those those could be looked at as distractions and so to focus on what's right ahead of us let's have the best tuesday practice the best wednesday practice so on so forth and then to up the quality you know i think you know, what are we going to call when we got to have it? I have to imagine there's going to be a lot of got to have it plays or situations in this game uh, being closely contested. And so uh, let's not have a lot of fluff. Let's have the real stuff. And then the speed, you know, we had, I think we had 12 guys over 20 miles an hour. And we had 30, 30 total over 20 miles per hour in this last game. Uh, so we're playing really fast and we want to continue that. And so. You know, as we're looking at the game plan, right, does this increase our speed or does this decrease our speed? How do you feel about Kyron Drone's development now that he's cemented as the number two? Really good. Yeah, I thought Kyron did a lot of good things. I thought there was a poise about him, which I'd always, you know, kind of figured it would be like that, but you never really know till you know. And, um, you know, there's a smile and a confidence about him. In, uh, on the sidelines, and uh, there was good uh, vocal leadership, you know, on the field with him, and so excited about what he can do. A couple of those throws, you know, he's slinging it. So excited about the future for him. With the news coming out that there could be 12 team playoff, what are your thoughts on expanding that? I think it's good for the sport. I think people, um, you know, there's always questions about, you know, I think once that shows up, if you look from a big perspective i think you immediately go like what what happens to bowl games you know do bowl games lose their importance i think there's already kind of a um um you could probably make that argument now that that's already happening now and so with with this does does bowl games really become an afterthought um and so i I have to imagine there's people that are working all that out in terms of solutions for that but I think having the opportunity, uh, no matter where you're at, uh, to have a shot to get in and compete, I think will be way cool for the sport, and I think it's needed. Dave, will the running game need to? Uh, will you need to get that more established early this time? I think so. I think um, you know. I think there's both. There's both. Um, um, you know, a um, a full understanding of. Um, and full understanding and appreciation for the looks that we're going to see. And then I think it's also, you know, getting some of the uh, uh, the happy feet, maybe the um, 
the insecurities out of the guys that are carrying the ball. I think those two things, um, you know, I think a lot of it is you go through the first one so that you can be better for the second one, and um, we're hoping that that's the case. Dave, going into an environment like this, how much does it help to have a few assistants who have spent as much time at BYU as they did, and how much do you lean on them going into a game like this? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, so there's a lot of um, there's good um, feedback from them, just you know, just on the on the experience of playing at night and what that's like. Um, obviously, they know the the coaches there, and um, there's 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 a good awareness of personalities and all of it. But you know, um, I I've I have not worked with Kalani, but I've I'm close to Kalani. You know, Kevin Clunes on that staff, close to him. Ed Lamb, I worked for, for I think like two months um, um, when I left Delta State, and Ron Roberts. And prior to going to Hawaii, I was there with Ed at uh, Southern Utah, and so a lot of those guys I know too. And so it's a, it's a, we're all a close group. Coach, in terms of most non-conference opponents, you kind of go in, you've seen the tape, but maybe players don't know exactly what to expect on the field. When you have this rare one where a lot of guys have seen this team before, mm-hmm. how much of a benefit is that to you? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it works both ways. I think, um, you know, in looking at them, there there is there is a flair of uh, game plan, um, of... Um, of game planning on the defensive side of the ball, particularly, and so you know there's not there. You look at week to week, they um, you know they change some. So there 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 are some consistencies, but not as much as maybe your typical outfit. And so I think that shows up, uh, which will kind of deter the. You know, we played them last year thing. And then, I, you know, I also think, though, that um, um, offensively with, um, you know, Grimey and Eric being there and, you know, having some of the roots of it and then, you know, seeing how it's expanded in the throw game particularly, I think, um, you know, the, the changes um, from last year to this year, I think, are, are many and they're probably growing. Dave, as you watch tape, maybe from BYU's game last week, is it kind of weird for you to see Gary running around in a U.S. US set uniform? Well, I was pulling for him. You know, I thought, you know, I, I hope for him for all the success. And uh, I know they had a tough one versus BYU, and BYU does that to a lot of people. And so it was – I was definitely interested in in following it as it was, you know, going and then um, – or right after, rather, and then watching the tape, for sure. You're listening to Coach Dave Aranda's press conference from earlier today. How important is that for an inexperienced wide receiver group to have someone you can run plays with out of the backfield, put in the slot, put out wide? How important is his versatility? I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's 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 good. You know, I, I, um, I'm um, thankful for, uh, for his ability, but then also, you know, um, Dallas and Sean and and Grimey and all that because we're we're making what we do what he does you know and so I think you know uh, there's a lot more option routes there's a lot more screens uh, the fly sweeps for sure right moving moving him around try to find uh, roles for him that he can do what he does really well 
I think those guys have got a great, uh, you know, Juice is right in there too. They've got a great uh, read on all that. And so I think together that's a real, it's a real cool thing to see. And then uh, I think Jordan Neighbors is kind of right in that role as a guy that's uh, uh, kind of an apprentice that's coming along too. So, yeah, we're kind of creating a spot as it goes. In terms of the success that not only your starters had on Saturday, but also some of the guys who got in there late, did that tell you something about your depth that maybe you didn't know after weeks of practice? Or is it kind of know what you know knew a week ago or two weeks ago about that? No, I thought it was um, it was good for the team for as many guys that played as 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 they did. You know, it was really the first time since I've been here that we've been able to do that, and it's been difficult because we've wanted to do that for a while. And uh, you know, when we have a, a new guy on a kickoff, I mean, there, there'd be chance going. Like we talked about this last time, and you know, uh, Bo Chow's in there, and the whole thing, the whole sideline was calling his name, and I think he got in on the last play on a tackle, and so it's it's very cool. You don't have a bunch of those, so you try to be able to take advantage when you can. Dave, all the single-digit numbers divvied out except for one. Is mm-hmm. there a strategy behind that? No, I think you know uh, that. So those single-digit numbers, guys that uh, uh, academically are it, right, are are, are achieving. Uh, guys that character-wise are are um, living everything out the right way. Guys that you know so whether it's in the bank treating people the right way or it's out in the class or your learning specialists or just anyone that you're interacting with, um, that there is a, you know, we talked about respect the other day, and it's like a re-inspect. It's like take the time to get to know the uh, who you're with and not just take, you know, there's not an entitlement or taking things for granted. And uh, so you want people that are, are taking the time to know um, their people, you know. And then, you know, I think the other part with that would be, you know, football, that they're a contributor. And so I think those single digits have a lot more to do with off the field than on. And so that's something that's earned right now. Dave, you talked about Gavin the other night. How cool was that? And then what are your expectations for him? Is he a guy that can be in the wide receiver rotation, or is he going to mainly be used on kick returns? Yeah, so I think Gavin right now is he's kind of coming on strong. I think, you know, starting off in spring, I think all of it was, you know, um, was again new for him and then uh kind of getting his his legs back and then fall camp started really strong and uh kind of got uh tweaked up a little bit and has just now this is about his second week back and is getting stronger and stronger so fully expect him to uh to be in the rotation and be a strong contributor he is already a leader of that group dave is there a running game much different with tyler algier gone no, the the cow transfer they have physical. It's kind of a you know it's here we go again you know and um, um, is a physical runner falls forward has got good speed. I think his vision was was strong. I think he is a uh, he's a force you know and um, you know the, the the offensive line and their cohesion. And their their ability to communicate with each other, they've been go- going at it for a while. A lot of those guys, I think there's one um, there's one tackle that's that's a, uh, a transfer as well. But outside of that, 
the, that group's been working with each other for a while, and so it's very clear on film. Uh, but their their running game is the first thing you have to stop, and it's immediate when you watch the tape. Is Apu the honorary tour guide on this trip? Or? <laughs> yeah, I I appreciate that. I think you know it's one of those things where Apu wears, um, you know, he's Sunday morning he's up early watching watching film of uh, BYU. So I think you know um, he he will be ready to play this game. I think we're going to have to do. A good job as coaches to not make it be bigger than what it needs to be. I think that's probably going to be the the concern is for him, like we talked about earlier, to narrow the focus and uh, control what you can control. But I, you know, the, if we're talking motivation, the motivation is there for him. Oh man, talking about Apu Ika and uh, one of the great Polynesian players the the Bears have ever had, and and. Uh, uh, he's uh, from the greater uh, Utah, uh, Salt Lake City, Provo, from that area, and just has so many ties and loves that area so much. And so going back to play in Provo, Provo is a huge thing for him. So we'll uh, keep our eye on that situation. And, again, they'll have to kind of stay on top of that. Uh, speaking of big men, the – uh, Cowboys did go ahead and sign. They've agreed in principle, and he's he was at. Uh, they I guess they've had to sign it because he was at practice today. And Jason Peters is in the fold. Uh, he will start. He is going to have number seventy one, his old number with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he'll start out on the practice squad and have to get his feet back under him. He's in pretty good condition. He's been working out to to stay ready but uh, not ready to play a, an actual NFL game. So I would imagine it'll take him about two weeks to ramp up, and then maybe by game three uh, you could turn to Jason Peters if you needed to to be your swing tackle or perhaps even your starting left tackle. Let's hope Tyler Smith, the rookie, can get it done. He's been on with us a couple of times, and we really enjoyed our visits with the uh, Cowboys rookie. Uh, it's been a, uh, been a fun day, been a fun uh, Labor Day. We appreciate everyone who's been a part of this and appreciate uh, Tom and Ward and, and Ryan for getting up and, and getting after it on a holiday. And then also Aaron uh, Sexton uh, joining me this afternoon and, uh, and, and Tom, uh, excuse me, and, uh, and the voice of the Bears, of course, uh, John Morris as well is doing the 3 o'clock show. So we're uh, uh, really uh, excited about this football season, excited about this game coming up against Provo. And, again, that will be a late start. In fact, the pregame on that will probably start uh, about 7.15. Kickoff, I think, is set for 9.15. That can be heard right here on ESPN Central Texas. You can also listen, by the way, Wednesday to the Coaches Show, uh, and that'll be uh, that'll be here on ESPN Central Texas. We uh, love being with you and appreciate everything. I want to remind you, uh, tonight, because of Labor Day, the Rangers and the Astros uh, first pitch is going to be at 6.10. Okay, Rangers are in a bad, bad way right now, and so they need to get it going against the Astros. The rest of that series will be at the normal uh, 7-10 first pitch or 7 o'clock first pitch. Tonight is 6-10, so we're going to take you right in to the pregame for uh, Rangers and uh, Astros, and you'll hear it here on one of the great affiliates for the Rangers in all of Texas, that is ESPN Central Texas. Have a great Labor Day, and then we'll see you right back here at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Good night, everybody. 
It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, 